What's up, Attack Baron listeners? We got a special episode here, a community spotlight. Um, Potato is a player on the EU servers, challenger level ELO, uh, a coach, and a pro guides coach. So stick through to the end. He's got really good insights, and his passion for growing and learning is infectious. Um, Before we jump into it, though, we got some housekeeping. Uh, We have started our guild, and we've already got a bunch of people in. The tag is in the show notes. It's Baron, B-A-R-O-N, on the NA server. Um, We have having a great time playing 5v5s, um, win or lose. I feel like we're learning a lot, and we're kind of learning how to work as a team. So it's good stuff. Come check us out. But basically, like, the overall intent is to, like, talk about your story in, and how it relates to the game. Because we kind of have our all have our own story of, like, how we got into MOBAs and in this game. And, you know, at the end of it, kind of talk about anything, you know, any ways that people can climb or things people can focus on. So, that's the overall view again. Um, and if you want, I can ask you the first question, or you can explain to us <laughs> why you think it's a terrible idea to drop to master <laughs> <laughs> to get, and then to get to challenger. Cause that actually sounds really interesting to me at least. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. You can, we can definitely start about that. Uh, uh, I'm not going to lie, you know, maybe, maybe I'll just, okay. I'll just be honest. I kind of did that once, not really intentionally. Um, I just had a really huge lose streak uh in in grandmasters i I mean by really huge i mean like five games in a row and and i was really really close to dropping to masters so i kind of in i I don't want to say intentionally lost two games but it was basically okay i'll just try a really off meta picks uh i I won't be running it down you know but it it will be off meta and i will you know i I will play it because i kind of hope i will lose and that was a huge mistake. I'm I'm really not proud of, um, and and I didn't even know why why was it bad back then. Uh, but basically, there is a, a thing called Grandmaster Hardstuck, and I I've been uh, Grandmaster Hardstuck uh, Hardstuck last season, uh, and it happens when you actually do that when you drop dro- when you drop down from Grandmasters to Masters, it's gonna be really hard for you to to climb from grandmasters to challenger if you don't manage to to do that big climb from masters to challenger uh like we don't have a lot of information about how uh mmr works in wild drift uh, but i can say some statistics or or maybe facts from from my own experience and from people uh i i heard uh so basically uh, yeah, like you get plus 20, minus 10 uh, in Masters. When you reach uh, grand, uh, Grandmaster, like it might be different for everyone, but l- let's let's say that, okay, like you hit uh, Grandmaster and you see that, okay, like it's, pl- uh, you know, plus 12, maybe minus 18. Okay, like it's going to be really hard for you to climb. And yeah, that's true. But uh, if you keep playing in Grandmasters and somehow you can still manage to, to, you know, to stay in Grandmasters long enough, you know, without actually dropping with those gains, uh, like you're gonna see that okay, like oh, like like I played ten games, you know, I, I won maybe seven out of them, you know, so I, I still climbed a little bit, and right now it's you no know, minus seventeen plus thirteen. 
oh, like, that's lovely, you know, like, if you keep playing, like, you know, like, maybe 10, 15 games, you know, you know, like, in maybe 10, 15 games, you know, like, like you're gonna see, like, oh, like, look, it's plus 14, you know, for the first time, and, you know, minus 16, like, it's, it's manageable, you know, like, if I, like, if, you know, if I have, like, 52, 53% win rate, like, I can stay in Grandmasters, you know, uh, and, uh, you know, eventually, like, what you're gonna see is that, like, if you are below 200 LP, like, you're gonna see that, you know, when you play, like, let's say, 300, you know, games in Grandmaster, like, if you are still below, like, 200 LP, like, you're gonna see that you are getting plus 18 in Grandmasters. So, basically, that's how MMR works in this game. And, like, if you keep dropping, you know, to Masters, trying to, you know, to, that, to do that big climb back to Challenger... Like mm-hmm. eventually, like you're gonna see that you are not even getting plus twenty in masters, and you're like getting plus fourteen in masters, and and you know, oh, in, wow. in, like in, in those cases, you you become a hard stuck master, or, you know, hard stuck grandmaster, because you know maybe you reach grandmaster once, you know, but you you kept dropping back to masters, so like you basically like destroy your chances that season to reach challenger, so it, it I I don't want to say that it happened for me in season two. Uh, like the, the my season two story was was actually a really interesting why why you know I finished up in grandmasters and not higher, and I have a lot of factors that you know made that you know that happen. But but yeah, like in this like in this season, uh, sadly, like uh, like few days ago, uh, I dropped to masters, you know, and it was complete accident, you know, with plus 16, minus 14 gains in Grandmaster, I, I still managed to drop to Masters because I had a really, really bad uh, bad day. Uh, and, mm. and, yeah, like, it was one of those days when you, like, holy, like, w- you know, like, it, it's it's my teammates, you know, not, not me, like, definitely, like, you know, <laughs> everyone was trolling, like, I had AFKs, you know, like, I, I tried my best, you know, I still lost, like, you know, 8 out of 10 games, you know, you know, that's that story, so... Like right now, you know, yeah. I'm back in I'm back in Grandmasters, and like only yesterday I managed, you know, to fix it to plus thirteen, minus seventeen gains because you know it was minus, it was actually minus nineteen plus eleven when I came back to Grandmasters with two hundred. It was two hundred sixty LP, and, and yeah, it was minus nineteen plus eleven in Grandmasters. So basically, like, and I had those gains just because I dropped to Masters like a, a day before. Uh, and before me dropping, it was you know plus sixteen minus fourteen. So so yeah, like dropping to masters is actually really bad. It it ruins your MMR. Obviously, like if you do that intentionally, you are also you know ruining games for others. You know that's not nice. Uh, and and yeah, like you know you you have those stories when you know people say that you know like oh it's it's the only way you know like you know we need copium for for two point five patch. You know we we are getting in two days. Like everyone is hoping for that. Will hopefully fix this problem, but you know, it, maybe at the first sight, maybe it looked like it's the only way to actually reach Challenger. But but actually, you know, just because we didn't know that the the wall, you know, truth, uh, we thought that because yeah, like basically, like it, it ruins your you know uh, accounts MMR really badly. Like if you keep doing that, you know, when you and you try to do that Masters to Challenger Dream Run. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think that, that makes uh, sense to me. Like, yeah, it's not like they're only going to use your most recent games to figure out your overall MMR. You know they they want to. They're trying to get the best data on you to put you where you belong. So they're not going to just say like, "Oh, last ten games you you won, so you must be amazing." They might if you only have fifty games or a 
you know, I don't know, like the the least, the lower the amount of games you have, the more likely a small data set's going to have a huge swing. But if you have a thousand games, a 10, 10 game winning streak, maybe it'll change your LP games, but I don't think it's changing your background MMR by huge swings suddenly. So if you, yeah. if you're intentionally tanking games repeatedly, I don't know, but I, I agree with everything you said. I mean, it seems like damaging to the culture of, of right. the high ELO stuff for people to be doing that. But And that's, that's the frustration, right? Is that, is that everybody is so upset with the system as is because theoretically that's the best way to challenge her, but it also comes at the cost of ruining somebody else's day. <laughs> it's, like, it's like I threw 10 games so that I could play another 10 and somehow get to challenge her. I mean, that's just... Yeah, like it's it sounds really absurd, and and yeah, like it it ruined me a little bit because you no, know, I, I remember when like it was still season two, I believe, I was afraid to see grandmasters in my lobby. You know, you get into loading screen, you yeah. see like two 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 grandmaster borders, like like even if for example, like if the pick is you know not S or A tier, like you automatically assume that you know it's 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 you know <laughs> oh like he's the ranking, you know so. Like it also like ruins your mentality in loading screen, yeah. which, which is awful, and yeah. it, you know it doesn't make you automatically play, you know play, you know play worse. But you know like having that you know idea in your head that okay this might be the ranker, you know maybe if he just you know gets unlucky, you know you know gives first blood to the enemies, like it's it keeps clicking in your head and you just think, okay, like this is the ranker. Like why, why should I even try? Because, you know, this game is doomed. Like, you know, like if you, if you make it, if you're going to make it, you know, you know, close, maybe we start, you know, come back and like, he's just going to go AFK, you know, like why should I even try? You know, and, and, and yeah, that, that, that damages the community that, you know, damages you, you know, like, like it damages everyone around, you know, like it's, yeah. it's bad, you know, but, but, but in the end, I understand, like, because I was, you know, grandmasters, and I like, I, I was still kind of hoping, you know, to drop to masters, not intentionally, you no, know, because, but I, in, in my head, I also, you know, thought that okay, like it's gonna be impossible to stay for me in, in grandmasters with those games, uh, you know, at, at the start, you no, know, I, I still was kind of hoping to drop to masters, you no, know, but like after, after a while, I realized that okay, like the, those grandmasters are actually better than average master, you know, still, and and you know, they are, they are trying, they are trying to win, you know, like you know then i kind of realized that okay maybe i'm missing some something uh, and then i got to you know a little bit of a little bit more information from 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 his you know personal experience from the guy called demon of joy uh, shout out to him uh so yeah like he's the he's the grandmaster challenger free agent you know ad carry main like a great dude you know with, with a lot of you know, shot calling abilities, like everything. I, ca I can talk about him, you know, for 10 minutes, but forget that. Uh, so he's the guy who was currently in Challenger. And this season, he never dropped down to Masters. When he reached uh, Grandmaster or Challenger, like if he if he drops down, he drops down from Challenger to Grandmaster. And he never been in Masters, I, I believe, this season. Mm. Um, you know, without initial hitting the Masters, you know, from the Diamond part, but like so, so I heard this from him that you know, like he he had like four hundred games in Grandmaster, and you know he's the he's the one who actually you know had those plus eighteen games in Grandmaster, you know, you know up until like two hundred LP, you know, and like when it's above three hundred LP, like he still gets you know plus fifteen minus fifteen, 
So that's like really healthy gains, you know, and, and he can just basically like hit challenger from grandmaster, you know, just as easy, you know, as, as like the first time, I don't know, going that plus 20 gains, you know, from us, from masters basically. So, so yeah, like he, he, he's the dude, you know, who actually provided me a lot of, you know, insight information, you know, from, from how, how, how his experience was with, with those gains, you know, and, and like, I, I got that idea, you know, about MMR, you know, being ruined down and then you know, how, how to become a grandmaster heart suck basically from him. So, yeah. Yeah, that's. I mean, I really appreciate you giving that perspective, and I think it's kind of interesting to hear you say that because to hear you talk about it on the high elo side, because you the same issue does not exist in low elo, but the same culture of having to be worried that your team mem- teammate might just troll or int or that you know, quote, in quote, unquote, bad matchmaking is going to put me with someone who's terrible. Like all of those things do create like a before the game has even started, there's something on your mind that has nothing to do with how you're going to lane, you know, what you're paying attention macro wise in the game, like what their team comp is bringing. Like if you're, if you're going into the game, already thinking about something that has nothing to do with it like you're just not playing not you but you know me anyone you know people on reddit who are you know complain about it or people who lurk and you know upvote all those posts it's like that mentality is a huge barrier to success but you know obviously you guys have different challenges we just we just have (laughs) you know bad players or perceived bad matchmaking but I've, I'm trying, you know, I, I want, I obviously, when I play bad or, or when I play good and lose, I want to make excuses. Uh, but, you know, both through my own personal desire to get better and, you know, doing this podcast with Fiasco, it's like, I feel accountable to, to hold myself to the same standard I want to hold other people to, which is like, stop making excuses, get better. Um, but it's, it's really encouraging to hear, you know, you rethink about that and be willing to do, you know, do hard work of, of climbing with, without trying to use some other strategy. Um, well, while we're talking about it, like what, uh, what's your kind of role priority? You know, what's, what's your like one, two, three for roles and what chance are you playing? Yeah, okay, let's talk about the roles, but also let's, let's you know, let's, let me uh, talk about, you know, about the trolling part also a little bit, you yeah, know, for because sure. I have, I feel that I have uh, a really good point of view on that, and like, basically, uh, like, you know, still, like, uh, there is no uh, EU um, Discord server called uh, Wild Drift Buddies, uh, where, you know, all, all of the big names, you know, hang out. Uh, you know, so like all the content creators, professional players. So there is a channel in that server called, you know, Intlist. So, you know, where players just, you know, drop screenshots or names, you know, with profiles, you know, that of the guys who ints in the, you know, in their ranked games, uh, you know, with some sort of proof. So trust me that, you know, that channel still gets, you know, spammed basically, you know, and then like the big, and, 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 you know, you, the content creators, like all of the, of all of you listeners, you know, and, probably you know you like 
those those you know content creators are also spamming that you know that that channel trust me uh, so yeah like we we still run into you know into those interests you know that you know that the fks that you know run it down trolls like we have that like even i have you know a, a video uploaded to uh to youtube uh it's it's you know on speeded up eight times basically the the point of view of a support player, you know, who just ran it down and it was actually controlled by artificial intelligence for, for like 80% of the game. We still won that game four versus five. And I just uploaded that as a proof that like every single game is winnable. That's uh, awesome. Like what players tend to forget that like, yeah, like, okay, the game has some matchmaking problems and, you know, it's like everyone is, you know, drinking copium. And waiting for the 2.5 patch, you know, which is supposed to fix all of those matchmaking, you know, and then MMR problems. But, you know, even right now, like what, you know, because basically like the game still tries to kind of keep you close to, you know, 50% win rate. Um, you know, there, there there are some tools to, you know, to do that, you know, basically in matchmaking, you know, I, I still actually believe that losers and winners queues actually exist. And, you know, like in some games, like the game just tells you like, okay, this game you're supposed to lose, but but even those games are still winnable, you know, you know like you, you can, you know, just shift the odds, you know, to your favor all, all of the time. And, you know, the main tool for that is basically a mentality, I would say, you know, because the four versus five game, you know, literally, literally like it wasn't even four versus five. You could see it was four versus six because, you know, that Jana before going AFK, she, she went zero and 10. We still won that game. We came, you know, we came back. Uh, and yeah, like, you know, it's all, a, I, I, it's, it's really, it, it's, it's really, how to say it, like, it's really cliche, but you know, it still comes down to mentality most of the times. And and you know, what people tend to forget is that you know, like yeah, you have trolls, yeah, you mean you know, you you may have you know occasional AFKs from the start of the game, but like if you know, if the game is trying you know to keep your win rate at fifty percent, you know, at fifty percent, I mean, it's you know, it's fifty fifty for basically like who is gonna have the troll? In, you know, in, in in maybe the enemies are having the troll, maybe like. Maybe more more than half of your wins are actually, you know, because enemies had, you know, trolls or AFKs, you know, or or you know, just in, intentional losers. And like you, you never know that, you know. And because you never know, and you know, it's it's still 50-50, like who's getting, let's say, like okay, let's say that it's 50-50, you know, who's getting the troll, you know, enemies or you like, you know, like if it's 50-50, it means like you still have 50-50 chances to win this game. So like you're always supposed to, you know, do your one hundred percent. You know, and and like if you manage, you know, to, you know, to to beat the odds and actually, you know, win the game, um, when you were supposed to lose, you know, statistically, uh, you know, that's how you, you know, that's how you improve your win rate. You know, that's how you improve your gains. That's how you improve your MMR, and you know, that's how you improve your rank. So, like, the the problem is that you know, yeah, players like th those problems exist but it exists for both for both sides for both you and enemies and you never know you know which which side is gonna you know, know have the bigger problem so like as long as you keep the you know that the good mentality as long as you know you're trying to give your 100 percent like you basically you basically you know improving your chances you know by 20 percent because you know you you are 20 percent of the team so yeah just you know that's just my point of view you know on that one yeah yeah I I totally agree. And what do you think about that fiasco? Yeah, no. I, so that's that's something that I think I completely agree with with as well. And it's funny to me um, 
one thing you said when we were talking about just LP gains and it's funny uh, in, in response talking about MMR that players might see grandmaster borders and actually think they have a better chance at losing than if they were to see a masters like you know there's been plenty of games even where we're at where we've carried emerald players i mean hard carried these emerald players and um and it's it's what just like you said there's there's a mentality to every single game and if you're considering any point uh, that just because you see a different rank uh, in your lobby that you're going to do worse, uh, you've, you've probably significantly decreased your chances of winning right there. Um, but every point of the game can be turned around, I mean, um, theoretically. And uh, if you can mount a team who actually wants to win and is trying, the, we've had huge comebacks. And so, uh, no, I completely agree. There's, there's trolls everywhere. Uh, there's AFKs everywhere, and people have things happen, and it's just part of the reality. And um, you know, as it's been said several times by you and by the community, anybody who's who I've seen an AMA written for said, uh, "Challenger level players find a way to win. Doesn't matter if there's an AFK, doesn't matter if there's a troll, they find a way to win forty v five. We've won four v fives uh where the where our person was gone from a minute and a half and somehow we still won the game so those games are winnable yeah yeah yeah, absolutely like you know it's it's all about that like this game is basically you know about adapting Mm -hmm. yeah it's a constant like what it i feel like this is like a quote from someone so I'm gonna have to look it up later, but it's a new, like war is a negotiation, and like Wild Rift is is a constant negotiation of like if you're gonna take this, I'm gonna take that, or like you're gonna you're trying to do that, well I'm gonna take this. It's like a constant advantage, you know. You're just trying to get this advantage and that advantage and pile it on. I mean, it's most obvious when you watch like pro players how how minute like a pro match is like. You know, they're getting little gains, sometimes big if something big happens, but like on on most solo queue games, it's like it can be big swings. Uh, so there's a lot more chance to turn bad situations around. But, it, you know, it's the reason I feel like I go so hard on this is like, yes, obviously there are games that like they're so bad, like the situation's so bad that. You know, your team, it's not like your team is mounting a comeback with you. So I still think you should try. I don't think, anyways, but that's a different point. But yeah, I I think there's enough voices saying, you know, the game's broken, that we need some hard voices on the other side to say. Or you could work on improving your own game and, you know, quit letting your mentality fall apart. Um, but well, what roles have you been playing? Um, what did you use to kind of climb to that, like grandmaster, challenger level? Uh, yeah. So, um, about the roles, maybe like I, I'm not completely sure if it's me being a, a coach. You know that that makes me multi-role talent. Or uh, you know, it's it's me being multi-role talent that helped me become a coach. But 
uh, I basically enjoy all all of the roles. I, I try to play all of the champions at least a little bit. Um, you know, obviously, like when you when you, you know you reach grandmaster, you know challenger, you know, or, or even high diamond, you know, like you, know, you you have to have your comfort picks, you know, to to improve your chances. So you know, I still have those, um, and also because you no, know, I, I you know because I started my let's say competitive journey. Uh, like four months ago, um, you know, I started it as an ADC player because ADC was the most enjoyable role for me. Uh, mm. But, you know, also then, you know, I kind of, I, I also say that that actually the most enjoyable role for me is a support role. It's, you know, what, but, but then, yeah, mm. like you, you have a problem that, you know, you, you want AD carry to, you know, to support, uh, you know, so, so maybe but yeah, but when you come back to AD carry at the same time, you know, like you you want to have a support that supports you. So basically, <laughs> like maybe, maybe you could say that you know the, the dragon lane is not even for me. So uh, that's why primary role for me right now currently is actually mid lane when I play rank games. So mm. and yeah, like if if I would if I would have to say that you know my three roles it's it's still a support AD carry and and mid lane. Mm. I I I would probably still give you know first place to AD carry. And second one to to mid lane, but at the same time, I would still say that you know the the most enjoyable role for me to play uh, when the game goes well, it's a support role, you know, and I I can be proud, I I can flex and be proud of my sixty five percent win rate on both Jan and Lulu. Uh, so I'm I'm really happy, you know, one hundred plus games. So yeah, like I I'm happy about those, but you know, it also makes me a, you know a problem that okay, like I'm afraid to pick those you know champions in, in into random games, you know, when when I don't recognize any of the names you know of the players on my team. So yeah, like you can always you know find find the reasons you know that you know might might slow you down or or you know you know deny you from climbing, you know, because oh I'm afraid to pick my comfort pick because I I'm afraid of losing, and I still have those actually, but but yeah, like. Also, like, about the roles, top lane was like top lane. I was even playing for one team as a top laner. It was actually a local team, so it's it's not even relevant. But yeah, I was playing top lane for a little bit, so I still have few games on top lane champions. But uh, the jungle, the jungle is the role I actually don't enjoy at all. Um, <laughs> I, I even created a smurf and I, I I named that smurf learning jungles because I still wanted to learn jungle. I actually think that you know whenever I do my coaching like like the 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 jungle coaching is actually the most quality one you know the biggest the best quality one coaching you know one is on my jungle because I have the most information to provide for the for my students but I don't enjoy playing jungle at all and I can actually say it that there's probably no players that enjoy playing jungle. All of the competitive players you know, in all of the challenger jungle means they do not enjoy playing jungle at all. <laughs> uh, why, why do you think that is? Um, you know, like, okay, like, okay, some cliche quotes. Uh, oh, like, every lane has one jungler, but every jungler has free lanes. So, you know, like you have mm -hmm. a, a lot of stress on your shoulders, basically. Like, you, yeah. you know, you, like it's the hardest, the most strategic, you know, the most to keep in mind role and also, you know, the, the least rewarding role. So, you know, also, you know, like just, just, you know, you, you can't like, okay, like this is also a misconception that 
you know, all the jungler is easy because you like you are not you don't even have a you know a, an opponent you know to to fight in the lane like all of the other you know <laughs> forals has, but that's not true and 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 holy how it's not true. Um, like if if you want to become a really good jungler, like you you like yeah you have fog of war on minimap, but like you always have to imagine you know where where the jungler is. Like you always have to you know predict his jungle you know clearing path like. You know, even you know, like let's let's fast forward ten minutes into the game. You know, like you you come out of the base like six towers are down. Like you see right now, okay, like ten minutes pass from the start of the game. Like uh, from my clearing path, I uh, like I assume that you know the enemy jungler is in the top side, and like you are supposed to you know to 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 know that information. And, like if if it's a competitive uh, competitive you know game, you know when you have you know. Uh, communication you know tools like like you are supposed to say that information you know like and it's not going to be accurate all of the time you know but but like you say that information you know and and you 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 hope that it's you know that you know it's the truth that's okay like um you know oh red buff is spawning so like if they carry you know on the other side it means you know jungler is taking that you know so you assume that the jungler is there you make a move you know on the other side of the map you know like it's it's a it's a chess game basically it's also you know like at minute 25 at minute 30 like the scuttle fights there are so many approaches to the scuttle fights do you want to go for double scuttle do you want to trade it do you want to you know just just coin flip you know then you look you know at the same time you have to look at lane priorities you know who has the lane priorities that you know that also is supposed to be done even in the draft phase or you know or at least at loading screen you know who will have the priority how should i you know mm -hmm. shift my my clearing path like even if you're going yeah. for even if you're going for full clear on the one side like on the red side you know you're not going for the blue buff before the scuttle like even for the one side you know for the free camps that are basically like free possible clearing paths you know and and all of those you know free clearing paths have like strengths and weaknesses so like yeah like there is a lot for you to think to be actually a relevant jungler or, or good jungler to have that impact you know but but yeah like it's at the same time it's kind of the, the most rewarding one because you know like you, you kind of have the most impact um and at the same time i kind of disagree on that or i would just like to add up that the mid laner is actually the best you know role to to be impactful as a solo player because basically like you have a laner and you also you can you know double act as a as a jungler you know with your roaming abilities but but yeah like i don't know it's it's yeah like if it, if to if just to make it you know shorter basically like really hard you know that like the hardest role and at the same time the least rewarding basically just like that yeah yeah i think that makes a lot of sense, and I, I actually, so I play mid. I actually, no, really, the truth is, I would play every role and every champ, but, like, because I really enjoy playing new new champs and learning how they work, and I very easily get, like, excited about a new champ's kit, but in order to climb better, I'm like, okay, I need to actually limit myself and, and create, like, deeper levels of mastery with these champions and these roles. But yeah, mid is my main, and I would totally agree with you. The roaming ability for mid can be really huge for impacting a game. But I also play jungle, and I I find it it is it is a lot in predicting where the enemy jungler is. Like besides the beginning couple minutes, after that, it's like I mean I don't know what camps they might be on or what might be up. I, I can just kind of predict, like, okay, there's somebody here, there's somebody here, 
maybe they're over here, but I, I feel like it takes so much uh, game knowledge. And so it is impressive. The people who are really good at, at all of that. Um, but yeah, that's, let me, I had another. Yeah. Like just, you know, just to, to also to add up a little bit on that, like, you know, and like also what you want to do is, you know, like, you always want to, you know, give advantages to your team, for example. And, and I have a really good, uh, okay, let, you know, let's, okay, I'll, I'll say this way. Like when you play mid lane, like you can do a cheeky thing that actually can improve your, uh, win rate quite a lot, like by two or 3% even maybe, you know, I, I have this, I have this idea basically that like, if you do a thing consistently that that has like you know five percent chance to be a, a game change a game changer you know like in the end like it's gonna be 2.5 percent win rate increase you know to, to 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 your stats basically so like you know all of those small things matter and like one small thing you can do as a mid laner for example is just hard push the first wave you know uh, you get level two you know while enemy is still taking care of your minions you just you know you just go to the Vision, uh, vision plant uh, into enemy jungle. You scout the red buff. You automatically give idea. You know, okay, like enemy jungler starting from this buff, and also at the same time you can reset his raptors to still like five seconds from his you know uh, clearing mm-hmm. path. At the same time, you also give your your jungler extra five seconds because of that. You know, when he has you know a better a, a better you know chances to actually secure a scuttle. So like. It seems like such a small thing a mid laner does, you know, just uses a vision plant and just throws one auto attack, you know, at, at at raptors, for example, you know, but but it might be just a game changer because you secure a scuttle, then you have a chance to contest a second scuttle, you get priority once again, you take a kill, you give your jungler such a lead, like you know, it's a snowballing game basically, you know. So yeah, it seems like s- such a small thing, it's not supposed to matter, but it's you know, it's still all about of those, you know, small things, trading, you know. Tra- trading patterns in the lane, you know, trading objectives, you know, j- building items, you know, like there are a lot of variations to the build you can do. Like there is no one build that is, you know, it's supposed to be the best for that champion. There are some core items, but you know, like you still need to adapt on your build also. You know? and yeah, like all of those small things matters. Yeah, I think that's that, that's probably why a lot of us really like the game is is that there's there really is that much to it or you can like simultaneously you could just you may not be the best player but you can just play the game and not know <laughs> that there's all those things you know there's so much depth to the game that it's 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 what got me into and like addicted when i played pc like you know i would stay up in college to like three in the morning or later just because it was always like one more game but because it's the game is so interesting and uh anyways i could go off and on on and on about that but um well how did you how did you get into mobas you know we've talked about how me and fiasco got into it through league of legends pc but i mean is that your entryway or did you play a different moba or yeah, I would say it, it. Like I'm trying to remember, but I believe it. Yeah, it was still PC League uh, in preseason three. I believe that was my first touch to the MOBA. Um, so yeah, it was preseason three. You know, I just 
I don't even remember who actually said that the, the game like that exists. So I just, you know, downloaded it. I loved it. You know, I loved the league from the day one. Uh, I was actually playing from pre-season three up until season seven when the Camille was released. Then I kind of quit. Then I had like, in, in, in last two years, I had like one month comebacks. And I actually haven't, haven't touched the game since the... Like basically for a year. Like I haven't played PC League for a year. Uh, yeah. But yeah, like yeah, my game, you know, my, my mobile journey still started from the PC League. Uh you know, like I yeah, I could mention that, you know, okay, I played, you know, Dota 2 for like 10 games. I played Heroes of the Storm for like 20 games. Yeah. Uh, Order of ha- House and then something, you know, mobile mobile that I played like you know, also like basically like 10 years ago, you know, like just for like you know 30 games. And then you know that there was Arena Valor. Uh, I started playing like you know two years ago. You know because yeah, I started working. Um, I started working, so I haven't had a lot of time you know to to play PC League. So you know I, I looked for something on phone, uh, and I found a MOBA, and I just realized that okay, I, I do love MOBA games. Uh, so I played Arena Valor. I quit Arena Valor. I came back once again for for one month of PC League. I, I you know I quit that. You know then I switched to other games. You know like basically like I I couldn't even play games because of my work. But you know then the quarantine, I came back to the games. I found out that you know Wild Rift is coming coming you know to mobiles. Um you know I actually started playing like four days before the EU release. You know when I I I have played the game you know since since. Even before the release, you know, and I, I keep playing it daily. Since quarantine, you you picked up like you picked up Wild Wild Rift at launch. Well, not it's not I guess not officially launch, even yet. But yeah, so you, you picked up then, and you said you you're also like trying to make trying to be either be a coach or be on a team, on a pro team. Mm, so yeah, like yeah, the quarantine, you know. Oh, like you know, I'm 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 not against you know going a little bit you know on personal level, but basically like you know, like to put it shortly, like the quarantine kind of hit me hard uh, because I was working in, in as a chef, so you know the quarantine hit that quite a lot. So basically, yeah, I had to step down. You know, then I found another job that the another job you know wasn't going was actually going well then quarantine after quarantine you know once again it was going bad so you know once again i, I quit the job you know and, and yeah like I, I was enjoying you know wild drift you know, I'm, I'm really happy and and you know with my wife because she's you know she's she's really supportive like i know that maybe she's you know she's not enjoying you know me playing games that much you know but she see but you know she sees how happy i am you know trying to do things i i love you know and i'm very thankful for that uh, and yeah, like four months ago, while while I still had the job, you know, I, I reached Grandmasters, you know, and I thought that, okay, maybe, you know, Grandmasters might be, you know, a moment where I can look, you know, for something, you know, competitive. So yeah, like I started my, you know, my, my searches for the team. Um, I had few, few good runs, like few decent runs, a lot of bad runs, you know, then I also had the pro guides opportunity, um, you know, so so yeah, like pro guys, you know, started giving some income, you know, as a platform, you know, playing itself that the game, you know, it, it wasn't profitable at all. 
no at the same time i'm I'm just happy that you know it's not losing me any money but mm. but yeah like right now you know i just feel that you know me playing um uh, oh me playing before you know having coaches in the team you know and listening to them like i'm I'm not trying to be disrespectful towards them like there's no way for it but but you know like i never thought that you know they, they might have you know more knowledge than any of the players you know and and you know like i, I saw that you know and i thought like okay like you know, I remained respectful, but, you know, I was thinking that, you know, like, the things you are saying, like, everybody knows, you know, like, why are you saying this? And, and you know, and then, you know, I started my pro guides coaching. Uh, I love that. Like, there are a lot of nice students, you know, that come along, you know, and, and like, we, we you know, we, we chat, like, like, we extend coaching sessions, like, quite a lot just to talk about, you know, random stuff. But, and, you know, nice. I, I really... Like, I, I really did love the coaching, you know, part on Pro Guides, you know, basically, like, how wholesome it was. Uh, and, and then I thought, okay, like, and actually, my, my team coach, like, in a really interesting way, um, I still applied to one organization as an ADC player. But for some reason, they, I don't know, they checked my background, they saw that I was coach on Pro Guides, and, and they just offered me, you know, like, listen, maybe you want to, you know, try out as a coach also. And I, you know, I, I just checked what the other tryouters. I saw like some big names. You know, I thought like, okay, like I, I, there's no chance that I, I might get an EDC spot in this team. So, oh yeah, like I'm interested in doing team coaching. Like so, and and you know, the the experience I got in that organization, like even if it wasn't the real coaching, it was more as a player evaluation. But you know, it was still extremely enjoyable. So after that, I just realized that okay, like. Yeah, I'm a you know I'm a decent player, but there's no way that you know I'm the top ADC player. So you know maybe maybe because I also enjoy coaching and I know you know how the coach coaches looks like you know in in the current you know scene. I just felt that coaching might just fit me better. You know, coaching analyzing you know might, might just fit me better. You know that at the same time I can also provide more as a coach. So so yeah, like uh, basically I just you know. Did I switch your rule, you know, when I became I, I became a coach, and so far, you know, I'm enjoying it. So even if I still haven't landed, you know, a a, a real spot, you know, in an organization with the contract, you know, I'm, you know, it's it's you know, it's I still had a lot of good experiences, you know, I still built up quite a background, you know, and and I'm I'm just happy to keep coaching, you know. Yeah, I think that's awesome. I mean, I think it's also early in the scene and as you're i it sounds like you're kind of like trying to it sounds like you see a need for coaching and that you see how it could be better and that you could provide that so i feel like even in your own self you're probably like getting better at coaching as you're working with your pro guide students and getting a lot of experience because like coaching is a skill that's different than just knowing the game, and so I think that's really exciting and awesome. So I I hope you like keep working at that and get keep getting better. Oh, and yeah, like improving as a coach, like oh, like okay, like there is no you know there is no school that teaches you know you know wild drift coaching or or you know, <laughs> like yeah, you can you know you can like basically my like how i think it's supposed to be or at least and it's it okay like it probably is like that you know it's basically like you do some free work 
you know you work under someone you know maybe you know as an assistant for a bigger coach you know who has you know experience and you you know and you keep taking something from them you know and and you know that's how it was for me basically you know like that you know with every single tryout or every single you know short period I was working with team or, or organization you know and also with every single pro guide student you know it was always always a learning experience and and yeah like even right now like you know I I, I go into the voice you know into the voice channel before the scrim you know or tournament you know and I you know the draft is happening you know I have the notebook next you know to my pc I have the pen right now in my you know in my in my hand and you know I listen to what you know players talk you know and and whenever I hear you know a, a great idea or a good insight I know I'm writing that out you know like that, that's why I say that you know all of my players I'm coaching you know are also my assistant coaches because you know like they have you know knowledge they have the skills you know they they you know you know like saying probably it's not even a good word like I know that they are better than me in a lot of you know things so like it's mine as a coach job to actually you know take all of that information from everyone and you know and just try you know to to keep it organized so like I have everything you know all the insights all all of the knowledge in one you know place and I can yeah. you know keep sharing them with everyone you know so it's easier for my players so so yeah like I I have you know my my notebook with with actually quotes my players said it that you know like I'm I'm going to use myself you know later on so like it's yeah it's always a learning you know it's always learning you know and always improving on that that's see that right there like that's the nugget that I'm when I hear you talk about it that way, a person who's that intent on learning that they're, they've got a notebook, taking down notes, willing to learn from anyone and assuming that they might, like the other person might know something that they don't know. Like that's, that's incredible. That's, that's a, that's a skill to climb in anything, whether it's, whether it's a video game or whether it's becoming a coach for a video game or, you know, whatever, or if it's whatever job you do, but I just have hearing you talk about it. It's like, gets me fired up. I'm like, I don't know, maybe I want to be a coach. That sounds awesome. (laughs) (laughs) So I just, I just want to say props, man. I'm, I'm actually like super super pumped right now just hearing you talk about it it's a a strength of of good coaches to 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 understand that their players have insights into the game too and and any good coach is going to listen to their player and, and they're there to you're obviously you can't control the players during the game um but to to recognize that they have insights they have strengths um, that's going to further play into your coaching ability. And so to have it go both ways, like you said, they're your assistant coaches while you, you may be the coach. It's, if it goes both ways, there's so much room to, to grow there. And, and, um, and just in, I think I play basketball a bit. And so for, to relate it back to that, if the coach never listened to the players, I mean, specifically, um, if we were talking about, uh, the Bulls and Phil Jackson um, back when the Bulls were a great team. Um, Michael Jordan, greatest basketball player, you know, to many uh, in history, uh, you know, he's, he's providing just as much insight to Phil Jackson as, as Phil Jackson can give to him. And so if there's not that relationship, um, 
there's almost a strain, right? It's it's harder to trust someone if they if they're not getting your complete trust uh or if you if you don't have their trust as well. So to have those insights and to share them, I mean that's just that's just the way you're going to succeed like Rygar has pointed out. So that's all, no, yeah, like, that's awesome. Yeah, th- thank you uh, on, on nice words and like I also want to say that like for for everyone who might be interested in coaching like uh, I I'm I'm not gonna say names, uh, but like there are coaches who you know, you know I had those coaches myself. I heard about those coaches from others, like and I'm not talking about you know one and the same person. Like there are few coaches like that. You know the scrim or the tournament ends, and the first thing you know they start up. You know it's it's okay. Like you you lost this game. Like tell me where you know this brings the team you know where is the progression what are you talking about you know like okay you two, you two lost like then you, you know you're gonna talk talk down on those players you know maybe like then you go to other player and say like you are the only one you know who try to to come back you know like this is not a team building like you know i also have this in, in, in you know in my you know coaching you know how to say like my way of coaching that you know like i'm like i'm not there you know when when i'm doing what reviews like i'm not there to know to 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 say that okay like this is this is bad don't do that you know like uh, and, and maybe it's you know it, it, the the pro guides coaching maybe maybe being impactful on that but you know like what they try to do is you know I'm yeah like I'm gonna say that okay like this is not not fine but you know and I'm not gonna skip that you know let's talk about you know you know like all of the players you know like okay like the team players you know and the team coaching like they know that this is not fine and also like what you're gonna say that okay let's let's not do that anymore like let's talk about you know like if you get into this position like what are the other options you know you have to you know to to get the most out of it you know like i'm providing that you know like you know and and it's yeah it's basically always about discussions you know it's it's always about discussion like you want to you know get players you know you know into the conversation or you want to hear them talking because at the same time like if they feel uh, included you know it's better you know it's easier for them to you know to take all of that information on one and, and use it so so yeah like it's like it's the relationship the relationship is really important i believe between player and and you know and the coach and and mm-hmm. you know in in the in the whole team itself you know you know like if, if you take out the coach like even if it's you know five five players you know uh without a coach maybe you know it's like a, like a group of friends like you you still want to have that that you no know, respect to each other. Like you always have to be respectful. You always have to respect other opinion. You know, and and like if you don't feel that you know it's it's okay. Like I okay, I feel that you know you're talking nonsense. You know, so I'm not gonna you know I'm not gonna say that okay. Like that's not true. You know, like uh, you know you go in and say like okay, I f- I think that you know this is this 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 and this is not true because of that and that you know i think that this is a true you know like you you have that conversation you both of you know uh come to a conclusion you know that's conclusion you know it's 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 there for everyone you know in the in the upcoming games like you you have that idea you know you have the same mindset and you know that's how the best teams are being formed up yeah i can't agree more i i feel like relationship and trust seems so pivotal pivotal for high performance like it's one thing to perform at like an a good level or a great level but if you want to to win you know the entire tournament or move on to like an international tournament it's like you everyone's got to be in sync 
So yeah, that's that seems huge and like a big focus area. Yeah, and also like just just to back back that up just a little bit, like the you know the Europe's regional tournament, you know, Origin Series, like the the first place. I mean, okay, in the finals we had other team you know, winning the first place, but like basically the first seeded team in the qualif all all of three qualifiers were the only team that actually haven't changed the you know a single player in their roster for the whole three months, you know, and and yeah, they they were the seed one team, you know, going into the you know into the finals. So you know, it just proves that you know team building and you know relationship between the players are you know like it's actually really yeah. important. Yeah, I agree. Um... Well, I think we've had some really valuable insights. And one of the biggest things is like just hearing about your mentality, even about you talking about coaching and writing down notes about the game. Like, I think that's a huge takeaway for Fiasco and I, and that's a huge uh, takeaway for our audience. And I feel like this is a great spot to wrap this episode. So I wanted to just say, you know, on air that we're really grateful to have you to jump on you know for i guess quick context like i reached out to you when i saw how um willing you were to just be helpful to players at lower elo to try to help them improve on reddit and you were um you were willing to join us and so we've been really privileged to have you on and we're really excited to kind of keep track and check in and see how coaching is going and uh, see how your climb is going, see what roles you're playing and all that. And I'll probably be like hitting you up like, hey, man, I'm struggling with this in the game. Like, you got any thoughts? But anyways, we, we really appreciate it. Fiasco, you got any final thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I I can't echo that enough. We're so thankful to have you here. And um, and it's just a privilege to to gain your insights and to get your perspective on you know the game and uh i'm happy to share with as many people as we can and uh thank you so much for your time and i hope we didn't take too much away from your morning coffee but um yeah this is uh this has been great yeah like uh, i now guys thank you for inviting me like it's 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 a great experience you know i i was I was actually really excited, you know, looking forward for this, you know, and I, I, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't have imagined this, you know, conversation going better than it went. Uh, yeah, it was a lovely morning for me. Uh, yeah, just guys, thank you for for invitation, thank you for for podcast. Uh, like it's a quality stuff, you know, and and yeah, just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. All thank right. You. Catch you guys next episode. Bye.